Are you boys watching? Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey! Hey! Get out of the way, damn it. Sorry, boys, but as Stuart's mother, I need to protect him from the media's glamorous portrayals of violence. There. That's better. Why don't you watch baseball? Bars will wind up and will pitch. Oh, my God! He beamed the batter right in the nuts! Yeah, the nuts! That's a pretty good game. Hit him! Get the bat! Stuart, dear, please change the channel! Sorry, guys. Damn it. What the hell is your mom's problem, Stuart? <laughs> your mom sucks. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. It's been one month since you heard from us. Not exactly. I think it's like three weeks. No, it's so. four weeks. Four we weeks, really? last time, 5-30-21. Oh, all right, all right. It's been one month since you heard from us. Okay. This is episode 169. <laughs> yeah, I like it. And we, we have a, our third host is here. Really? I can go home? Good. I'll see you guys later. No, no, no. no. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. Hi. There you go. I, I don't even announce as a guest anymore. It's just third host. Assistant host. Go. Assistant host, yes. Oh, man. It's been a long time, Bruce. Yeah, I know. How have you been doing? Uh, well, I had this past week off, so that was, that was good. Yes, I heard you went. You went somewhere. I, I have all the inside info. You have all the inside info. I know where you go. I have spies all over the country. Uh, I know where you go. I know what you do. I know everything about you. Yes, Mister Anderson. Mister Anderson. Anderson. Just wanted to say, I looked at our numbers, and you know, you know how Zach Minnie said that you had one of the higher rated shows, like when you were. A guest. He said that. So yeah, I don't know. yeah. He did not do the same thing for us. <laughs> the topper king has failed. Crash and burn. Actually, the biggest drop starts uh, around March 2020. Gee, I wonder what happened then. No, I don't know. Maybe something that made people work from home, so they didn't drive anywhere, and and no tournaments. Yeah, without the tournament talk, why would anyone even listen to the show? Exactly. Uh, We're the primary news source for all tournament podcasting. I hear you. Most of the criticisms we get are for too much tournament talk. And yet, when tournaments stop, our viewership drops. Yeah. Okay, so no correlation to the pandemic at all? No. It was all tournament. Tournaments stopped because of the pandemic. Yes. Okay. It's definitely not the case that I haven't listened to the past three episodes still because I've never been driving my car anywhere. You drove today, though. Yeah, not for like 20 minutes. But you still drove. So you haven't listened to us at all, Zach? No. Wow. I still haven't even listened to the Steph episode. Wow. So even our permanent third co-host doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I'll get nice with the content just by like listening to you talk. So. Oh. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say anything because out of the three of us, only one actually listens to the show. Who's that? That would be you, Bruce. 
I haven't listened in a while. <laughs> not, I assumed you meant because you edit it, so it's wrong. Yeah, that's what I was oh, thinking. What? No, that doesn't that doesn't count as listening. That's work. Yeah, but you listen to it. Mm-hmm. But only because I have to. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So I had the week off. Yes. How was it? Uh, it was good. It was good. good not being at work. Why weren't you out here helping me move? Yeah. It was my thanks. Okay. It was my first week off since uh, July of last year. Okay. You Zach was play. out here helping me move. Yeah, it was a real long drive. Yes. I'm now 10 minutes from Zach, which is really cool. Unfortunately, he had to move a ball bowler. Again. Oh, that thing? Yes, that thing. So, Bruce, you moved. How did it go? Was it great? Are you all, like, oh, settled in? No, God, no. The, off- uh, the office is half in shambles. I'm in it right now. The living room's complete. Uh, our bedroom's complete. Bathrooms are both complete. Pool works. Pool's great. We have an in-ground pool. I uh, was on the uh, floaty today. My dachshund floaty. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I was on my wiener this morning. <laughs> uh. But uh, I was uh, doing some things. Uh, we still have the basement. is complete disaster. I haven't done anything with that. And our master bedroom, which we are living in the spare bedroom right now, is waiting for furniture. And we're waiting for for our washer and dryer. So we have a while. Okay. Yep. But it went well. Uh, we had uh, seven to eight people help out. Luckily, they were big, big help. We had two. We filled two twenty four. Sorry, two twenty seven U haul trailers and a trailer trailer. Whole lot of shit we moved. And I'm still moving. I'm still getting stuff. You're still getting stuff. Yep, the house still has a playfield in it from a Galaxy playfield. My dolly, I got to sweep out the garage and a couple little things. That's it. You have a Bally dolly? I didn't know that. I have a Bally. I had a Bally dolly at one time, but not anymore. But you just said you had a dolly. Yes, a dolly. A Bally dolly. No, a dolly. A, a dolly dolly. Dolly llama. Okay, bad attempt at a routine there. Flames yep. out horribly. Let's move yes, on. It does. So you're moved in, but not completely, but it's it's no. a, it's in process. It's in process. And plus, uh, we opened our PC, the Rochester Pinball Collective. Segway! Yes. I was there for that. Won't help you move, but, you know, I'll, I'll be there for the opening of the RPC. I'll be there for pinball. Well, I didn't play that much, honestly. But you helped set up the rig. Yes, the rig. The rig. <laughs> I think you have bad – I think you have wireless interference there for all the other shit in that building. Yeah, there's a lot of – You must have like a, a shortwave radio station operating in, in the lower floor somewhere. Yeah, I yeah. think so. The pizzeria. It's got to be the pizzeria. It, no, I know what it is. It's the lotto machine. The lotto machine is causing yeah, interference. Yeah, downstairs in the, in the pizzeria. So we need to line all our walls with tinfoil. There you go. Or just around our heads. <laughs> so how did it go, Bruce? Went very well. Uh, we were very happy with the uh, attendance. Jerry Bernard was our first customer. Wait a minute, Jerry? He's from Orange County, New York. Yes, and he knows a good thing when he sees it. He saw good playing games in upstate New York, and he drove four hours for it. That's pretty hardcore. That Do you think he's hard. our farthest driver so far? So far, yes. yes. So it's Jerry and, and Frank, Towley, and Scott. Yep. All from the uh, yeah Orange County area, drove all the way over to Rochester to go to the Rochester Pinball Collective. 
Yep, and we are selling T-shirts. We have uh, snacks and drinks and 45-plus games for your enjoyment. I even streamed last night by myself. You did. You did. I was surprised. Well, you had other people with you. I had other people with me, but I was actually able to set it up and get it going. All by himself. It's so easy, it sets itself up. You know. And I got my best game ever on Big Game. Did you get a seventh digit? I got. Yeah, I need a. I know. I didn't need the seven or the eighth digit. I I did need a seven digit, but I didn't need an eighth. I would be really impressed if you got an eighth digit on big game. Yeah, that'd be really impressive. That'd be. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever broken a million on that game. I got two million on stream. Two million on stream. Yeah. Was it a golden stream? It was the goldenest. The showers were falling on me. Oh, okay. You brought it up. Yes. Then you brought it down. I brought it down right away. Right away. Oh, man. I'm just looking at There's this huge checklist today. There is. Just show notes up the asshole. Oh, my. Oh, my. So we got RPC opening. Hey, what happens if I want to go to the RPC, Bruce? When, when is it open? It is open right now, Saturdays, from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And soon, on July 8th, We'll be opening from 5 o'clock to 11 on every Thursday. And on Thursdays, you'll be able to join us every other Thursday for Team League. Look at our website at Rochester Pinball to check it all out. Wait a minute. Is that what it's called? RochesterPinball.com? Yeah, yep. I think so. Okay. Or ROCPinball.com. ROCPinball.com. Yep. We, have, we, have, we have a lot. You have a lot. No one knows how to spell Rochester. Yeah. That's true. We've repaired a lot of games so far, but we keep all 45 up. And we even have a new game. We have a Papa Classic favorite. A Ron Hallett favorite. It's a Ron Hallett favorite. I was really hoping Diamond Lady would get sold so this game could take its place. And it did. And it's Serpent Safari. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Serpent Safari. Yeah, Serpent Safari. Yeah. Do you think that Serpent Safari Ron Bruce is the best alphanumeric Gottlieb? I do like lights, camera, action. That's still yeah, yeah. You're so <laughs> high on that. And also do like Robo Wars. Okay. Uh, there is hoops. There's hoops too. Is hoops better than Surf and Safari? No. Yes. No. Yes. I don't yes. think so. I, don't, yes. I, I like Surf and Safari. I, I don't know. It's no, just hoops the, is better. It's just the dragon thing that gets me. It's definitely hoops. I mean, Steve Kirk had an influence on Surf and Safari. The palm tree things were his idea. Yeah, the ones that keep falling off on me. Yeah. And are irreplaceable. But it was Steve Kirk's idea, so it's it's part of Steve Kirk is there. That just instantly makes so the game is, better. Is that one of the five games that has Steve Kirk influence then? Six. Six now. Six games. Uh, what are the six games? What are the six games, Ron? Uh, well. <laughs> Bam, go. Up oh, Stars, Meteor, Nine Ball, uh, Gamatron. Yeah. The stupid... Here come the guards game. Oh, Swords, of Swords of Fury. Uh, Surfer Safari. That's six. That's five. That's six. That's six. Eagle six. Eagle six. That's six. Oh, we're still missing one then. Oh, okay. I don't know what the seventh seven. one is then. Truck stop. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was that like Ramp Warrior or something? Yes. It was- yes. worked on the prototype Ramp Warrior, which was then rethemed to Truck Stop. Yes, it was. Probably the worst theme downgrades I've ever seen. So you would have preferred Ramp Warrior. I mean, I don't know how you could get any worse. No. So anything else must be better. 
Well, speaking of new games, segue, segue. You got a new game, Zach. I did, yeah. <laughs> wow, he's laughing already. I played it today. Bruce played it and it broke instantly. Yes, it did. <laughs> it's my it's my gift. All right, so before before we say what it is, just as you're you're driving along listening to the podcast or whatever you're doing while listening to the podcast, what do you think it is? What would Zach get? It would just break instantly. I'll give you a clue. It usually breaks instantly on me also. Mm-hmm. It has broken on you instantly also. Twice. I'll give you a clue. Game over, man. Game over. Wow. What? Bill Paxton line? It's like one of the most famous lines in a damn movie. It is actually. It, it, he actually makes the game. Because Sigourney Weaver's not in it. Of course, we are talking about Alien. Which, of course, uh, Zach, have you seen either Alien movie, Alien or Aliens, that that game is based on? I've heard that there are movies that have people in them. So you haven't seen them. And they're partly in space. Now, have you seen them, Ron? Yes, I've seen both of them. Hell, oh, okay. Wow. I, saw, so I a- saw Aliens in the theater. Ooh. Ooh. Back when James Cameron made good movies. Ooh. Ooh. They're different movies, too. One is kind of more horror theme, and the other one's kind of more like action. Yeah, I was always confused by that because I'm like, okay, I know the first one is horror, just for like yes. the vague things. I know Aliens is not that, and then there's Alien versus Predator. That's a totally different. Like that one. That's a that, that is sure a franchise that's going over the place everywhere. Yeah, that, that they jumped a shark then. So Zach, you must have got one of these uh, great highway pinball aliens, right? The ones that no parts are available for? Yes. That you can't find anywhere for less than $10,000? Yes. No. Oh, so you must have got one of these brand new Pinball Brothers slash Highway Pinball Machines. Yeah, the one that's definitely going to be much better because they learned from their mistakes. Uh, yes. Uh, no, they didn't. I watched the stream and I saw the Xenomorph head fail. It was about two for six. I think we're oh. averaging one out of four. One, so it works 25% of the time. The main cool mech in the game works 25% of the game. Hold on. On the highway pinball machines, if it didn't work, it was zero for zero then. So he's better. He is right. He is better than the highway pinball ones. Well, it's not like the, the Xenomorph head makes a really loud grinding noise when you boot the game up. <laughs> Only during test and attract mode. <laughs> what? For some reason, it's completely quiet during gameplay. It works and sounds fine. It just doesn't make sense. I'm so confused. Uh, so h- how's the flipper power? Is it great? It's about the same as the old one. Yeah. They faithfully reproduced the flipper feel. Yes. I don't think it's actually that bad for this game. No, it's actually not that bad. I will say that's one of the pluses of this game. Wow. Like, you're never in trouble making any of the shots. It no, flies around the orbit just fine. It goes up all the ramps. Like, yep. It's not like Star Wars or something. Blasting all over the place at you at high speed, but I, I don't think it needs that for the theme and the layout that it has that much. They don't feel weak. They just like if you play other pinball machines, you might think they're weird, but I don't mind it. All right. They thematically turn the flipper strength down. We'll put it that way. Thematically, okay. So, what do you think, Bruce? Did you like it? No. <laughs> so, what's wrong with it? You just don't like Alien. I just don't like Alien, but. There's a lot of other issues. They're not using switches anymore. Well, they weren't it before either. I know, but well, 
I'm assuming the old ones used adjustable eddies or something like that, but there is nothing to adjust that we can find. So Zach has a couple of uh, eddy switches that don't work well. They don't work well. I mean, they do work, but it's like, you, you know, like bowl. if there's a leaf switch, I'd adjust the leaf switch to be a bit closer yes. or something to fix an issue. But I'm like, well, somewhere on this giant custom-made PCB that's on the bottom of the play field that all the manufacturers love these days, except Spooky, there's a tiny eddy sensor that magically senses balls wirelessly through the wood, and I don't think I have any ability to tweak it Adjust in it. any way. Yeah. I, I like the humor in the game. I love the video. The video is the best part of the game. The way they overlaid all the graphics on it and everything like that, and the integration... That has to be the best part of this game. The shots suck. <laughs> they have sucked since two years ago. They're fine. They suck. They fit the theme. Yeah, suck. <laughs> hey. That's a great theme. <laughs> no, those are good movies. They don't suck. No, no, no. Fit the theme. Not the movies. The theme. The theme is to suck? I didn't think it was a porno game. It, it almost is. It's almost oh god. So what does the xenomorph do in the port? Oh man, I don't even want to oh. know. Oh, <laughs> oh my! Make, make lots of noise for a few seconds. <laughs> Good gravy. The quality control is something to be desired on this game. Something so so okay. So it's good. It's something to be desired. Yeah, that that's how I would hear that too. That's how I would hear. I think you meant to say us. Uh, no, no, no. I said it exactly. Some things are really good. Oh, okay. And some things are really bad. So you desire things to be really good and really bad. Well, it seems like that's the normal case in pinball lately. Okay. Play fields and oh, everything God. else. Yeah. You still accept it. Playfield's been really good. Yeah. Playfield's great. I would, I would uh, say the only actual QC issue that I've seen on the game is one spinner switch was misadjusted. And the screws came loose on the trough up kicker coil bracket. And stripped out. Yeah. So it's like and those are the two things that like QC should have caught those. And the legs. I don't think QC would catch those because that's probably intended. They're just, hey, what the uh, hell are you talking about? The way they tie it. We make this in a tiddly. It needs to look like a Legos. Wow. Wow. The, uh, the person who's helping me unbox it said that I've seen better legs on an EM from the 70s. Yes. And they were right. Wow. Anymore. These are like the worst looking legs I've ever seen that aren't just like covered in rust or something. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're pretty bad. Huh. And so was the Italian reference there. That was, that was pretty bad, Bruce. Thank you. As an Italian, I'm deeply offended. Good. Congratulations. So I'm not going to have, I... I'm going to have you whacked now. <laughs> that means I did my job. <laughs> I did it my job. I did it my job. I'm going to write an enough. angry letter to the podcast next episode. Yeah, maybe you should, Ron. Uh well, have you contacted Pinball Brothers, Zach, about all these issues? Yeah. Uh, I sent them an email using the contact form on their website, and they uh, responded with an auto-generated email linking me to a help desk portal page to make my account. Okay. You made your account, I assume? Yep. And they got right back to you, right? Well, it is the weekend, to be fair. Hey, what the hell are they? It's a, It's now Monday there. What the hell are they? Uh, I, I got in there Saturday afternoon, oh, okay. and uh, I entered, I think, 10 issues in that I noticed. You're and not the only one with issues on your new alien, are you? Well, no, there's every other person who bought the new alien. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to love Zach, I have a feeling. 
So cool thing in the portal, you can see the global ticket number on your ticket. Yes, and what number are you? My first ticket that I entered was 156. <clears throat> and after Bruce left today, I entered three more tickets, and we're now at 173. Wow. So uh, I currently make up about 6% of all the issues entered. Excellent. What happens if they started at 100? Then I make up a lot more than 6%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Considering that they've delivered about 30 games so far and have 175 issues logged, that's an average of like about seven issues per person. Assuming they have all set up a portal account and open tickets. Which they probably haven't. Yeah, so it's probably a lot more. So it's, it's probably averaging even more than like six or seven issues per person. Wow. Yep. Uh, but other than all that, is are you happy with your purchase so far? It's fun. It's fun. Okay, how Bruce, how long till he sells it? Oh, I know I think it'll be a while. Oh, you think it'll be a while? Yes, I think it'll be at least four or five months. <laughs> well, last one he sold in two months. So don't go don't go there. Well, that's why I sold in two months, but one month was just me waiting for pin Yes. Clash. Yeah, so it was really one month. Waiting for what? Pin clash. Pin clash? What's Happy that all that? about? Oh, what a great segue. I knew you were on here for a reason, Zach. He's a Segway master. My, my one job. Yeah, you're the Segway king. Um, Pin Clash. We watched it at the RPC live. Because Pin Clash was the same day as the opening of the Rochester Pinball Collective. Complete coincidence. We saw some upsets. We saw some upsets. We saw the winner, Zach McCarthy, take it all and win how much? Was it $1,000? At least $1,000. Yes. Plus some other stuff, I think. To be honest, I didn't really – I was kind of glancing at it as I was there because there was so much other stuff going on. I, don't know, I wasn't as intently watching as I was the first one. I don't know, how about you guys? Well, I mean I, I was sort of busy opening a co-op. Yeah, so. as much as I could, we did watch it. I enjoyed it. It was actually well done for preparation and for all the – it seemed pretty seamless. I mean, the, the last one seemed pretty seamless, too. Right? Yes, but this one yeah. really... This was even tighter, I think, than yeah. the first one. She's tight, man. Uh, Asher Lefkoff got upset. Because <gasps> he, he lost on the spinner challenge thingy. Which was neat, because they, they had to go back to the video to see... What, what, what was it again? You had to have... It's the Hulk spinner thing, and it had to be 20 million? Yes. Something like that? Oh, man. Watching that specific challenge was brutal. It was. Well, you had you had an Avengers, right? I did, yeah. And you kept it until you realized you weren't going to make it in this this contest. Then you sold. You didn't even try. Well, that's. I realized I wasn't going to make it because I realized I wasn't going to interested. Try. Yeah, he wasn't interested. I, I tried doing some uh, test runs of the qualifying challenge, and I was like, I don't feel like sitting here trying to play this thing over and over enough times to actually qualify. But of course you could have if you really wanted to. Uh, I don't know. What were the top qualifying? Let's see. The cut line was at 30 flips. I don't know. I'd give myself like 50-50 odds if I'd actually like sat there for every day for a week straight. And you didn't want to do that? No. No. Okay. That's fair. But uh, kudos to everyone at Pin Clash. Nice job. Very yeah, nice hopefully, job. Hopefully they do another one on, uh, on, on Alien. That'd be cool. Uh, no, I don't think there's now that uh, now that things have kind of opened up a bit, and we'll talk about that upcoming events. I don't really see 
pin clash happening anytime in the future. I mean, unless that's going to become a thing where we just have virtual tournaments, I think people are going to want to actually go to in-person tournaments. No. So we'll have Stern sponsor pin clash to fly all the contestants out to a location at Stern headquarters for finals. Okay. That sounds Stern. Make it happen. Run it during the circuit finals and it'll be mostly the same people. Well, speaking of tournaments in general, on August 1st, IFPA reopens, or whatever the wording is. Well, points count again. Whoppers yes. count again. Whatever. Everything counts. Everything counts again. You get to pay your dollar. I don't want to pay my dollar. Now it's going to be $2. Watch. Josh has been, you know, poor. He needs more yeah, money. That's true. With inflation, the dollar should be going up. It should be. Should it be like, at least like a dollar and eight cents at this point. I agree. I it's have to agree not with going up. Stop spreading false rumors. But uh, it, the funny when that was announced, how quickly all these early August tournaments started springing up all over the place. Oh my god! There are just massive whopperitis out there. Yes. Tournaments in August, you say? Yes, tournaments in August. Are you segueing me again? Mm-hmm. I gave you the opportunity. You could ignore it if you want. I could ignore it, but we have tournaments in July. We That's do. True, despite them not being IFPA sanctioned. Yep. Yes. Because the co-op, we just believe that uh, it's more fun to compete. Yes, it, it is. is. Yes, it is. So you guys are going to have a tournament there. Yes. At the co-op. When's that going to be, Bruce? That will be July 17th. I think we're opening the doors early, Zach, aren't we? Yeah. Planning to open around noonish then yep. get started like 12 30 one ish yeah i think one ish would be better so we have one full hour of practice and setting yourself up ready to go well, if you want but, to practice you can come the thursday beforehand and play more too yes because thursday will be open so you can actually get reacquainted with the games all 45 plus of them that would be a very large task you could do it one guy did it two guys did it last night they played all 45 games yeah we had a customer last week too who just walked came in he walked the End of one row and just start going down the list. Yep. Hmm. All right. Bruce, are you going to be there for that one? Oh, of course not. I know you're not. That's why I asked. Yes, Because, you know, some people want to, they might want to meet the famous. So that famous, means more people will come to the tournament. Or less, uh, you know, whether they want to meet the famous Bruce from the Slam Till podcast. They want to meet the famous Ron Hallett and Zach. So I'll just, you know, that's, that's when more people will ever come to the RPC because they don't have to see my ugly mug. So who's running the tournament? Me. <laughs> he doesn't sound so enthused. Wow, he is so enthused. I can tell, can't you? I'm glad that came well, across luckily, over the mic. Luckily, he has help. Yeah, luckily I have help. What kind of format is this tournament? It's uh, Pinberg Memorial. Pinberg Memorial? What does that mean? In the, in, in the spirit of Pinberg, may it rest in peace. Okay. So it's going to be all ma- match play. Yeah, it'll be banks of, you know, different eras of games and you get put in your group and you play your matches and then you go to another bank, play your different group and try to make finals, which is banks of games of different eras. You know how this works. I know how it works. I'm about to let loose a bombshell here. (gasps) Are you ready? I'm in contact with Stu McVicker. The world-famous Stu McVicker, the 1978 Playboy Lost Party champion. He's been missing lately. Ever since he got beat by Scott, he has been MIA. Yeah, did you find him again? I found him. Was he on ice? Did he get arrested by ice again? (laughs) He did not get arrested by ice. (laughs) He is going to play in this tournament. Wow. 
since he's been banned from the IFPA, this is his last chance. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if people realize he's been banned by the IPA. He had a run in with Roger Sharp back in the day, and he's been banned ever since then. We'll have to talk to the president about this. Yeah, the Sharp Sons have continued it on and, and kept the ban in place. I don't know what the hell he did. Stu insists he's banned because he's just too good and other ones, you know, intimidated by him and they wouldn't play in the tournament. They knew he was in it. Well, it's good that we'll have such a strong player like him coming because I've heard we may have another strong player coming. Yeah, perhaps uh, by the time it happens, maybe the strongest player. Potentially. Yeah, potentially. That's that's all I'm going to say about that. We also have another bombshell to drop today. Okay, what's the other? I, I was going to go into more events in the Rochester area, but you go go ahead. This is the event in the Rochester area. Well, which one is? Is this Death Ball? This could be Death Ball, but it isn't. But no, it isn't. A, but we'll go to Death Ball. We'll first. go to Death Ball because it's next. <laughs> this is this is Death it's Ball. Not next, but oh, okay. What's not? Why is it not next? What well, I, I mean, there's other events between. There's other the, events, yes, but I'm talking about in the Rochester area. But Death Ball. What's Death Ball, Zach? Death Ball 2021, to be specific. The next incarnation of my world-famous head-to-head round-robin match play tournament that's only been run once before in 2019. Uh, who's the defending champion? Uh, is it you? Uh, I just wanted to hear that. Yes, that's correct. I won the Death Ball. So if you win, you get this big, shiny Death Ball. Now, what would be cool is I should make you bring that and then defend it, and if you lose it, I give the Death Ball to the next person. You can keep your stand with the year labeled on it and stuff, but you have to give the ball away. Well, knowing one of um, said people who's going to probably be playing in the tournament, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's a good thing I already ordered another giant pinball. Yeah, I don't think I'll be, I'd be retaining the pinball championship, the death ball championship. So when's this going to occur? August 28th. My birthday weekend, coincidentally to some other news. You'll turn 18, 19? I think no, 17. 17? So maybe you'll shave soon? <laughs> maybe you'll get a haircut by then. Oh, no, definitely not a haircut. Zach looks like comic book guy right now. He's got his head in the ponytail, his hair in a ponytail. You just need a goatee in a comic book store and you'll be all set. I don't plan to have either of those anytime soon. Oh. So where does this take place? Uh, that's a good question. Still figuring that out. Ah, so this may not be at Castle Zack. It may be somewhere else. It'll be either at Castle Zack or at Castle Rochester Pinball Collective. Okay. And you were saying this wasn't even the only one in Rochester. What what other one am I missing? Our local operator, Knox Amusements, is running a tournament on August 1st. The first possible day we can run an IFBS Lincoln tournament. He'll be running one at uh, Swilberger here. So I'm going to be rushing back from Pinfest. Yes, we will be. Coming up. That also has a tournament. But not a county one. Not an IFBA one. So I'll be rushing back because that'll be FinFest ends Saturday. Then I need to be in Rochester on noon on Sunday to play in the first IFPA sanctioned tournament in yep. the area. Wow. There's a lot of tournaments going on. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. We're losing more viewers as more tournament talk continues. Yes, it does. Stomp West for the search for more pinball. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Star Trek, you know, Star Trek three was the search for Spock. Star Trek oh, four is like the voyage home. So, oh, the voyage, the pinball home. Pinball's coming home, baby. Oh, okay. Are whales involved, like in Star Trek four? Well, maybe if some big players come up there, it could be some whales. Or, or uh, you get a Baywatch game. Nah. Whales or no sharks? 
Are there any games of whales in them? Oh, uh, there's got to be a Mopey Dick game. I'm thinking probably from Europe. What about Waterworld? I don't know. Is there whales in that? I think there's dolphins. Well, when is this happening, Bruce? I think it's on somebody's birthday. Uh, I don't celebrate a birthday, Bruce, but... uh, You do. You will this year. I will this year. I will be forced to celebrate my birthday. Yes. uh, September 25th. We will get a chocolate cake and you will like it. I will definitely like it. Yes. Double chocolate cake. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Or ice cream chocolate cake, which you would prefer. Uh, regular chocolate cake's fine. Regular the ice cream just fine. melts half the time. Exactly. He doesn't like it's because you, you eat it faster then. Well, I could eat it faster, but I'm thinking other people may want to actually eat cake too. Well, so, thank pinball. Getting chocolate all over the buttons and everything. But yes, September 25th, the Rochester Pinball Collective, the world-famous Stomp returns. Stomp 4. Which, uh, what's the format of our tournament again? Match play. It's match play. And then the finals will be on games of all eras. Yeah. You mean games of all eras or games of every era? Games of every era. Uh, whatever. Like, yes. Last time at your place, right, we re- required like one, one solid eight. state, one alphabetic, yep. whatever. Yep. That's the way it should be. Yep. You have to be good at everything. And since the Rochester Pinball Collective is organized with those games in groups, it's, it's, per- just, it's perfect. We could probably even set up so that we switch eras per round of the match play plot qualifying, too. Well, if you want to go really crazy. Good. That'd be even better. Our listeners, uh, just write us in and tell us what you would like. I think most of our listeners don't actually. I, I think most of the people playing our tournaments never listen to the podcast, and most people listening to the podcast would never play in our tournament. Well, you can come meet all three of us. Ask Ron. Give Ron a hug. Do not if give me a hug. If it's you're his, vaccinated, it's give, birthday, him a hug. give him a hug. No. No. Wait to the day after, then give him a hug. We starting this again with the hugs. Yes, of course we are. <laughs> uh, well, and also on August, I just want to mention this because Ron's going to finally get out on August seventh. Is the My tournament? Yep. Is a tournament at District eighty two? Is that what's called? Place the place in Wisconsin that all these tournaments are happening in now. They have like a hundred something games there, so they're going to have their first big IFPA tournament. On August 7th. And I will be there. I'm going to Wisconsin. Hug them. Say hi to Hugs. Them. Big hugs. No one will know who I am. Oh, they will. Just look for a gray hoodie. A gray, a gray, uh, a gray pillow. Now what if it's a dark blue one this time? I don't have a hoodie. Or dark blue. Or not a hoodie, sorry. A gray uh, zip-up, uh, like, what do you call that? Like a pillow. Actually, from, <laughs> from what I heard, the last tournament they had there, when it was like 90 degrees outside, it was warmer in. It was still warm inside. It wasn't really super cool. So I may not have to wear a sweater. Not like the RPC. Yeah, it's freezing at the RPC. You must we bring a sweater. AC. Yeah, you definitely do. Freezing my ass off in there. It's too cold. Yep. Ron should bring gloves next time. Yes. Yeah, I might have but, to. Uh, we do have to thank Ron. He did a great job setting up our streaming equipment, even though I broke it yesterday. What do you mean you broke it? I broke it. What do you mean you broke it? I broke Physically. it. I literally broke it. Okay. Zach saw the damage. Yeah, you, you should have taken a picture of that. I should have, but I threw it out. Yeah. The cameras are cheap these days. You know, so. oh, oh, sorry. Hey, Ron. Is this a surprise you're like trying to, or are you just screwing with me? No, we're not screwing you. I did break it. Ron, Zach saw it. Yeah, he uh, he somehow bent one of the wheels. Yes. Oh, 
Hence your question about the wheels. Yes, where to get them. I actually tripped over one when I pulled out the rig. I tripped over it, and then I stepped when I tripped on the other leg, and my fat ass bent the wheel. Yeah, you got to have some weight to do that. Yes, I do. But unfortunately, wait, hold on. There's Each wheel is rated only for 175 pounds, so I am at least over 175. Yeah, yeah. 175 should be... It should never have that much weight on it, ever. I know, but guess what? No, don't. don't don't ride the rig. You can't no, ride I don't it. No, I'm trying to. Or coast around. But we bought a new wheel and we installed it already, so we're you're, we're good. Okay. And it's already recharged, ready to rock. We do have issues with the rig, and that just the signal is weird. There, it, it yeah, it just certain areas of the room get better than signal than others. We have an adjustable thing, so you can actually see it where it goes. You know, you can follow the rig, and it's still not perfect. Not perfect, but it'll it'll have to do. It'll have to do. But the thing is... Nope, I'm putting Ron's reputation on the line. He's going to make it perfect or else. Uh, nope, you will see drop frames during our uh, tournament stream. I apologize, but that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, what you could do is where the receiver bar is, somehow make that motorized. That would be cool. So you just have a remote control. So it follows and make it, it just electronic eye, just follows it Not that You don't have to go that crazy. You can just make it so it moves. Zach, I think we can do that. What do you think? I mean, I thought you said that even when you turned, it didn't help sometimes. It didn't help at all. It didn't help shit. Actually, yeah, yeah that's why I asked that question. The thing that doesn't make sense is as perfect line of sight, and it'll still have issues. Yep. And people who are saying, people are trying to tell me like, oh, you got too strong of antennas. Really? Too strong event? No, yeah. no. If you have too strong of antenna, you can actually lose frames. I'm like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, if someone wants to tell us different, go, go ahead. But that just seems weird because if I watched the stream, by far the thing that was dropping the most frames was the player cam, which is using the other, the one without the antennas. Yes. It's nice to see finally back to sensical camera issues, at least. Yes. Yeah. Like before, where our better receivers are having issues. Yeah, or just the camera randomly dying because you have to plug it in a specific spot in the battery, which is just so weird. But it does the same thing at my house, too. So that is just, now we know. Bad, bad. Knowing's half the battle. Uh, yeah, knowing's half the battle. Well, since we're still, still on the tournament kick, I played in a tournament yesterday. No. What a coincidence. Me too. Oh, you did too. You might have been there also. It was in Syracuse at a United Vending Service, their location. They had a, what kind of tournament was that? Is that a match play? Yeah. Okay. It was just like six rounds of straight match play. That's it. Yep. From one to five. and Mando launch party. Yep. Mando launch party. Technically. And it finished at five and... There were no finals or anything. It was weird having a tournament actually finish that early. It was weird having no finals either. Yeah. Neither of us won. Actually, me and Zach ended up with the same score. Yep. Played a lot of Mando. That must mean that we're exactly as good to pinball each other, right? Uh, No. We played for like three or four hours afterwards, and I think Zach won almost every game, and it wasn't close. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, Zach. Let's see, when did I, I played Zach at the first stop? And oh, yeah, I beat him and won it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, uh, oh, that my own house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, how about when I, when I was at, uh, where was that thing? The New York State Finals when I played Zach 
and I beat him on Star Wars in the final game at Silverball Saloon, Zach's home yeah, arcade. At my own house, yeah. At your own house, yes. Basically, yeah. your home what arcade. What about Death Ball? What about Death Ball? I think oh, he- yeah, on his games. Well, he didn't play in Death Ball, so I can't really. It doesn't really work here, but. You beat Ron. I mean, you beat Bruce and Scott. Yep. I'm just saying, when the stakes are higher, that's when, you know, I come through. Just saying. You know, Pinberg, winner. Just saying. Pintastic winner. Just saying. Yeah. You know, just Pinberg A finalist over here, you know. Nothing important. Ooh, snap. Yeah. Okay. I'll take my C division when uh, I got a nice plaque. Yeah, back when I had like 100 people in it total. Well, you know, you don't tell them it was like the first Pinberg. All right. Uh, what was I saying? So I got to play a lot of uh, a lot of the new Sterns. Like I play almost Elvira again. Yeah, pretty much almost all of them. Elvira. Uh, let's see. I'll go through what I think. Elvira. Uh, I thought it was super fun. Uh, way too easy for me to ever own. Although that one played wicked fast. Yep, and it was still too the easy. The slingshots in that one so fast. And it was still too easy. Yeah. I, I have a streak going now. I believe every single time I played Elvira, I've gotten to the mini wizard mode. Was it the house party thing? I did that at Expo when it you know had beta code on it. I've, I've done literally every time I played it. I think I did it at um, Indisc too. Then I played played Avengers. I mean, shoots really good. Still don't know what I'm doing, etc. And the volume was ripped down on all the like I couldn't hear anything. Well, other than the uh, attack from Mars, that was really loud. And the Striker Extreme. Uh, oh, Striker Extreme. Ugh. I got to play Strike Extreme for the first time. And what do you think? And it was so forgettable. The layout was actually sort of cool. Yeah. With a bit of tweaks, like that layout could actually be pretty fun. Sadly, the code and all the sounds that it makes were Oh, you know, like the music? The music. I, I always like the music. I couldn't hear the music. I just heard the guy with a really awful accent just saying things in the latest okay. way possible. Worst Australian accent. The Striker Extreme guy or the guy in Jurassic Park? Worse than me. I think Striker Extreme. No, no. Okay, okay, listeners. We should consult with uh, the head-to-head guys and see. Yeah, but before that, listeners, write in. Who has the worst Australian accent? Is it the guy in Striker Extreme or the guy in Jurassic Park? I said Jurassic Park is way worse. Or is it Bruce? Or is it me? Well, no, don't say because it is Bruce. He he has the worst accent. (laughs) So uh, between the other two, who has the worst one? What else? Um, Hot Wheels? I still think Hot Wheels is fun. It is fun. Yeah. I, I think it's their American Pinball's best game. I have to agree. Yep. Wait a minute. I thought you you kept telling me Oktoberfest was the best game. Are you doing no, a 180? I like Oktoberfest theme, and I do like some of the modes in Oktoberfest, but I think Hot Wheels has the most flow, speed. I hate the animation. The animation is fucking what brings that game down. Really? I love the animation. It what do. brings it up. Robot Chicken, I mean, baby. How do you think? How do you feel about the animation in Oktoberfest? Ugh. I think it's cheesy, too. It's, it's terrible. Because I think the Oktoberfest one is way more eye-bleeding than yes. the uh, Hot Wheels one. I agree. I think it's unintentionally bad. The, the other yeah, one, it, the other the one Hot is... Hot Wheels is intentionally bad. Yeah, it's intentionally from the show, which is like Robot Chicken. Uh, let's see. What else? American Pinball has a good track record on modes, though. Like Houdini, if you could hit any of the shots, the modes are actually like sort of cool. Well, it it just took five minutes to explain the mode. Yep. And then Oktoberfest had some cool modes in it. Hot Wheels has some cool modes in it. That's pretty good compared to some of the other games lately. What do we all think of Mandalorian? 
I know I was for my first time playing it. I don't know about Zach. That was my first time too. I haven't played it yet. Ah, I'll just go put myself on mute and fall asleep. Uh, 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 what? Okay. No, Bruce, we need your unqualified opinions on things. No, I have five years plus. I'm good. Uh, okay. <laughs> so what do you think, Zach? Well, the modes all being shoot the flashing shots is a bit of a letdown. You know, after like Game of Thrones and Star Wars, I expect more from Dwight. Wow. As as like the one guy who actually can make some fun modes. But he didn't this time. They didn't this time. Or last time, because we played yeah, Turtles too, and Turtles, Turtles was just terrible. like, shoot some lit shots. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll try to shoot him, and eventually I hope you give me a completion bonus. And it does, but I don't know why. Modes in Mandalorian seem to be the same thing, as far as I could tell. I don't know, Ron, how did you think it shoots? Once I actually started hitting shots, it flowed okay. The left ramp was way steeper than I thought it was. Because on the, on the streams, you only see the overhead shot, and I didn't even realize it was a ramp. Until I saw the thing, because it's clear plastic, and like, oh, man, that thing's really steep. I do not, like, this is a pro. I do not like the crisscrossing plastic habit trails. Oh, God, no. They are yeah, that was- fucking terrible. You can't see through them. They, like, refract the light. So I'm trying to see, like, the inserts and shit through them, and you can't. I don't understand how our habit trails are, like, two wires going down more expensive than making a like, whole molded like plastic ACDC piece. Premium, but they just used a piece of like triangle bar stock. Yeah, I, I don't understand why. If it's a cost that really saves that much money, it's definitely. If I were to own a pro, I, I would not buy a pro unless someone came out with the Happy Trail mod, which will probably happen. It is especially bad because, like, usually it's harder to shoot things on the right hand of the playfield. You know, like that's Steve Ritchie's whole thing is he always puts stuff on the left hand side because most people are right handed. So Mando has those three blue shots on the right side that you need to like sharpshoot them on a timer for one of the modes. And all three of them are under the plastic ramp. So you just see this sort of blue blur and you just sort of like shoot and hope. What he said. The other thing is the things I've heard are the, the cooler features of the game are like the sound package, the video, all that. I, I couldn't hear anything. That's the thing. The sound was way down on it. So I have, I noticed at one point there was like a, some kind of super jackpot and Zach hit it. And there was an explosion, and then it just cut to the next whatever animation. And I'm like, how much was it? Like, it didn't really say the <laughs> – it didn't give how much it was. It wasn't like Lonnie, wasn't, wasn't Lonnie Rop helping out with the animations? Oh, are you going to start this again? Not again. It's just the truth. All right, moving on. <laughs> truth I can derail it. Wrong. It just never stops, baby. Well, if you want to do your Rop analogy, guess what? On this game, you hit the center shot. Like a certain number yes. of times and multi-ball starts. And then once you do that, you hit the same center shot more times and then multi-ball starts. And then what happens after that, Ron? Uh, you hit it even more times and multi-ball starts. And then you've played your three multi-balls, right? There's no more, right? You just keep hitting it more times. Oh, good. That I don't like. I wish I like it better when they do something like, you have to play a mode before you can do that again. Or you have to do something to qualify that again. Not you just hit it again. Again, yeah, I'm sure again. that like Bruce will find out find out how to just like one time it and just start comboing the shot over and over on the fly. Fuck you know, yeah. it's, it's just a big loop. Fuck yeah! But I, I thought it it shot okay. Would you buy one, Mister Star? I mean, Wars? did it did it shoot as good as like Avengers when you move a couple games over? Like, no. Would I buy one? No. Uh, how can I say this? Mandalorian is a theme. Like the show's okay. 
It does nothing for me as far as like, I gotta have that. Like, oh, it's Mando. Yeah. It's not like Star Wars. But it's got a young Yoda in it. Baby Yoda, yeah. Grogu. Who I didn't actually see once, like in the entire game on the screen or doing anything. Oh, no, he was, yeah, he was on the screen. He's on the screen. I guess that's like, he can't really have any funny call outs to do because he's. No. But on 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 the screen, there's a thing where he like. Uses the force and the ball sticks to his hand, which yep. makes the fact that he doesn't move even more annoying. It's like, oh man. I also noticed because it has like, you know, regular mode, competition mode, and stuff in it now. So, like, it actually said in competition mode, randomness removed, and then what's Baby Yoda's name? Grogu. Grogu. Okay, not Groot. I was going to say Groot. I was like, that's not <laughs> so, Groot. It, it said, so it said, randomness removed, Groot disabled. Because, like, that's some sort of uh, mystery award feature up there in the lanes, right? So I think it just completely disables that whole quarter of the playfields awards during competition mode, which is weird. Yeah, we played impossible mode. What do you think of impossible mode? I ignore the fact that I was playing impossible mode and just shot like normal. And I think I only, like, got a warning on a flipper once the entire game. So it's not really that impossible. It's not no hold. It's just don't sit there. That's and hold what the I ball was going to say. Think. Yeah, I had the same experience. I was thinking, like, do impulse flippers like old Williams. That would be interesting. Yeah, when you walked up all one, you were doing that. And I'm like, eh, you don't need to do that. And, like, you figured it out, though. I would almost, like, just leave that on for tournaments. It shouldn't really affect the game that much. And if you do trap up, then just say, ha screw you. So how about you? Would you get a Mandalorian, Zach? Well, we know the answer. You don't get anything. I got you things. Want... You got an alien. Yeah, you got an alien. You wouldn't get this thing, though. And an Avengers. Yeah, but you sold it in a couple of months. Yeah, I mean, that's one month is about the average term for any modern game I ever own, unless it's Star Wars. Jurassic or Park. Park. Yeah, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, or Alice Cooper. Or yeah. Alien. So, well, you think he's going to keep it? I think he's going to keep Alien a little five bit. Five months, at least. Yeah, at least five months. Well, well, Spooky. Speaking of Spooky. Speaking of Spooky. Their new game should be coming out soon. They've been teasing a lot of things, but not actually giving any real information that matters. That's not true. They have put forth some new information on uh, they're changing their um, structure. Uh, it used to be when you buy a spooky game, you could purchase all these add-ons, and they put them on at the factory. Which was nice. So they're doing away with that. Boo. They're going to go to a multiple model model. Wow, that's revolutionary. Yeah, so pretty much everyone is just doing what Stern does. You know, Even the ones that said they would never do that, JJP are now doing it. Does American do that? They're going to do that. They're going to have two. Two. They're going to have standard and what do they call it? They use their own term. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. It's not premium or whatever the hell it is. But their their thing was the play field was going to be the same, which is what supposedly what Spooky's going to be. The play field's same play field. Just like Jersey Jack was going to be. Standard might be stand-ups and in, in the Super LE model has drop targets, whatever, something like that. That still seems like a change, though. Yes, that does it seem like, like a Spooky change. Spooky was saying they wouldn't even do that. Like the play field would be play exactly the same. Yeah. So what Spooky's doing is they're going to have their standard model, and that's just no frills standard model. I think it's uh, what is it, sixty nine ninety five. Yeah, only seven thousand dollars for the low end model. What's the low end Guns N' Roses cost? Do you know? It was more than a Stern Pro, but it was not – I don't think it was as much as that. I thought it was either 65 or 75 
don't know. I'm going to Google it. Is Bruce, are you awake? Hello. I'm up right now as we speak. Ah, okay. Well, he looks that up. Their <laughs> second model is going to be the Bloodsucker Edition. And that's going to have basically all the stuff that you could put on there. Like if you went through the, the old method and did every you know, shaker mode or... 7750. That was probably after they did the thousand dollar price. Bump. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but that's what it's on coin take. So they were sitting at sixty five something for the pro, and then they jumped it up to seventy mid seventy seven fifty for the pro. So the Bloodsucker edition seventy nine ninety five. All the add ons that you could manually ask for, manually no, that you could ask for. Uh, then they're going to have at eighty nine ninety five. They called it the collector's edition, I believe. So it's just going to have more fancy stuff on it. But still not a butter cab. If you want a butter cab, that's an extra grand. So lube yourself up to spend that extra $1,000. $99.95. And what they're going to do is they're not going to have set numbers for the models. It's going to be whatever people pick. So say whatever they come out with, they say they're going to make 750 of them. I was surprised at that. It's going to be whatever... Once they hit 750, regardless of what the different models are, it's just 750 total. So you can have, you can order the standard edition and be one of one. <laughs> yeah, because no one's going <laughs> to yeah, fucking order exactly. that. Like, I feel like at least like for the collector's edition, I would have thought like those should be like limited number. Like, isn't that's yeah, basically the whole point of the highest end edition is just as limited? Yeah, I agree. Because wasn't their base model 69.95 before? I think for Rick and Morty it was. But for Alice Cooper, it was cheaper. Yeah. But if you had ordered everything on the list, it would have been more than $1,000. So since it's now $1,000 more to get all that stuff, wouldn't you just do that? Because you're going to get shaker motors and plastic protectors. And Why wouldn't you want that? I'd want at least nah. the plastic protectors. I, that's, I got that for TNA. Yeah, I mean, on my Alice Cooper, I got the plastic protectors and I got it powder coated because it was only like 60 bucks for full powder coating. I was like, yeah, sure. You didn't get a knocker? I didn't get a knocker. I didn't oh. get a shaker. I didn't get... You don't need a shaker. Lighted speaker panels or any of that crap. Well, if you don't like them, you can always remove them from the game. Uh, so that's going to be the new spooky model. They show the underside of the playfield, mm -hmm. which looks, looks like a cool. uh, conventional size. So Zach is disappointed. Yeah. Not a wide body. But it's going to have two upper playfields, they yes. say. Yes. That sounds like Wizard of Oz to me. Yes. How is that a good thing? Charlie's my favorite designer because the only person who does upper playfields. So do we have any idea what we think it is? Don't know. Other than it's a horror theme. So Don't care. In the video, he had a Jason mask and a Freddy Krueger hat. And, and somebody had, had a uh, Evil Dead shirt. Evil Dead shirt on. So it's either one of those three or none of those three. Yeah. Yeah, that's – yeah. By their normal trolling methods, yeah. Thanks. Oh, oh, you think it's Scooby Doo? Uh, that would be the one I'd be interested in. It, that I'd have to start looking at. Ooh. I would have to really. I would have to actually look at it because my wife is a humongous Scooby Doo fan. Are you guys in the fan club? Uh, I am not, but I could be again. I'm not. I don't expect it to be Scooby Doo. If you do, you better get in the fan club now because it'll probably be announced any day. Maybe even by I the time this. Tomorrow. I think it's pretty tomorrow. Yeah, by the time this airs, it may have already been revealed. Yeah. I'm, I'm not joining a fan club just on like the one in 20 chance that they happen to do the theme I, I like and then that the game actually is good on top of that. 
I have to because in case it's Beavis and Butthead, you know, I, I have to just all my avenues. Spooky Pinball eventually, they won't, they won't even have to make games. They can just survive off the fan club alone. Mm. Although being that it's, well, they already made up the sci-fi part when they did Rick and Morty. Well, it's sci-fi. It's like horror and sci-fi is what we do. Like, okay. So maybe if they do Beavis and Butthead, horror, sci-fi, and cartoons. We meant to say cartoons is what we do. So that was spooky. American Pinball. They were on the um, Pinball Magazine podcast. The Pinball Magazine podcast? Yep, they have, they have their own podcast too. There's so many podcasts. There's so many podcasts. Uh, some things that were interesting, they brought up the two models I was talking about, like a standard model, and I don't know what they call them. Standard, LE, one's like the base model, one has like same play field, but improved or more features. Interesting thing is, and this, this is where I got confused. They mentioned like they were going to be, had to be family friendly themes. But then they asked specifically if every theme had to be family friendly. And I, I think it was, um, they fixed it. Not necessarily. And so I'm so confused about whether it has to be family friendly or not. They're just, I, you know, I'm looking at my list of most likely to make Beavis and Butthead. And when a company says family friendly, that's like, oh, well. Scratch them right off the list. Scratch them right off the list. They're only going to do family-friendly themes in the same way that Spooky only does horror-themed games. Okay. And they are going to be doing their own board sets in the future. We're no longer using the uh, P3 platform, which... I think everyone's dropping. Aimtron is their parent company, and that's what they make. They make PCBs. And they do it for, like, government and shit. I mean, they, they make it... They have some pretty large clients. I mean, it can hold up in a tank, but can it hold up in a pinball machine? <laughs> Nothing can hang up. Yeah. Well, we didn't mention Spooky. They're going to be using, that's the one thing. On the uh, the underside playfield shot they showed of their new game, you could see the new uh, pin heck, ben heck board. Ben heck board. Giant pin heck board. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. That means they're no longer using P3. Is anyone still using P3? Or P Rock? P3 is the game platform. Yeah, Multimorphic is the, yeah. So, well, you had, Haggis was using them, but now they have gone to, was it Fast? Fast. I think so. Yes. So, no, I don't think so. And they said, I mean, I know with Spooky, at least Ben Heck said it was cost. And with American Pinball, they were like, they, they didn't want to reinvent the wheel when they were trying to get the first Houdini out, like in a month or whatever, ridiculous the quick time they turned it around. So they just used an established board set. But now after the first few games, it's like, well, our parent company makes PCB boards. Perhaps we should come up with our own system. Yeah, hopefully they've been designing it for a while already. Hopefully. They're doing that. Maybe they even like started on, you know, Oktoberfest and just weren't ready. So hopefully they test them a whole bunch. <laughs> they have like best in class reliability right now. Uh... You want to keep that up. So that was that. Was that. Uh, well, since we mentioned Multimorphic, they're supposed to be going to be coming out with a licensed theme. Yeah. Please quell your excitement. Yeah, okay. I keep hearing it's probably going to be a, a video game theme. You know, I've always Yay. been saying that what pinball needs is someone to do a licensed theme. No one ever yeah. does those. No one. Some of the best pinball games in history were licensed themes, you know. Scott Denisi is doing the music for this new game. I'm excited whenever I hear that. If Scott Denisi is doing music or he's doing light shows, I'm all in. They're doing 
a licensed game based on probably a video game, but it has custom music. That that doesn't video games are have, are known to usually have music, and that's already digital. It's already designed to be played in a game, you know. So maybe it's not a video game license. Ever think of that? Wow, snap! He's, I mean, someone told me it was. Like, I don't know who that was. It might have been a few minutes ago. Well, that's just the rumors. That's just the rumor. So you're going into the rumor basket. Uh, okay. I thought we treated in facts on this podcast. Yeah, we do facts. We don't do <laughs> Now I got to edit that out. I know you will. Okay. I mean, speaking of P3 and facts, they've announced a new game for one of their existing yes. games. Yes. What does that mean? Heist. Heist. Somebody redesigned. Is using Nick, the Nick heist. Baldridge has made a new game code that uses the heist physical module. Yes. Oh. And that's uh, going to be revealed tomorrow, which yeah. is Monday, which will be after this podcast is released. Damn it! Okay. I wonder if it's going to be uh, Roadshow 2, The Destruction. No, it's called Silver Falls. Oh. And it's, it's inspired by SimCity, they said, which is a good fit for the Playfield module, which is a city. I think he's done one or two of these in the past, too. He made like a, an RPG game or something for Cosmic Kart Racing, I think, and maybe one other. So really cool news if you happen to be one of the people who owns a heist module and a P3 to put it in. I can say it is cool that at least one manufacturer actually like lets people do custom code for their games. You know, that's sort of nice. Even lets them charge for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What else do I got here? Oh, toppers. We have toppers. They re-released one. They brought in somebody brought a new one out. We got all different topper news. Yay, toppers. Let's get the ridiculous Yay. one. So there's a IJ topper, Indiana yes. Jones topper. It's basically the Ark. Yes. And it's like gold. Plated. And if you got one of the first 25, it came with a smoke machine. So now we have limited edition toppers. Yay. Third after, Aftermarket third party limited edition toppers. Yeah. That are smoke machines. Which, That's cool. Uh, really? You think the condensation around the top of the I've game I've always is- thought if you modded uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula so it's Smoke Machine during Miss Multiball. That's been be cool. done. That's been done. Has it? I Not on the playfield. No, I want it on the playfield. Oh, no. But yeah, but the playfield will be wet. Yeah, but they're already all planked anyway, so it's okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's damp. Yeah, I, I played one that had the – yeah, when you got into Mist, it would, it would smoke under the game. Yeah, we could just build in a dehumidifier too. So, <laughs> dehumidifier tricking. Okay, uh, it was also like two thousand dollars for the Stupid. IJ topper, the, the smoke machine one. So, like ten percent more than a stern. Yeah, ten percent more than a what? Selling price know. for the new R two D twos and the freaking uh, Black Knight ones are freaking going for three to four thousand. Stupid money. Should have got them when they were available. I don't need one, so I don't worry about it. I don't need one either. I got my R2-D2 topper. It's great. My Star Wars would be naked without it. Mm, Wow. Oh, my. Well, okay. If you don't like $2,000 toppers, there's a much cheaper topper. No, no, no. They re-released one also, Ron. Who's they? Stern. That wasn't who we were talking about. The IJ Topper was from Elite Toppers. That's the name of the company, if anyone. I know, but we're talking about Stern, how they raise, you know, the, the prices. They raised so the high. prices of all their accessories, all of them. I know they did. As I found out when I looked at my 
I installed my Jurassic Park side blades, and I noticed they were $10 cheaper at Marco than they were on Stern's site because Stern <laughs> raised the price for everything, like nice. all their accessories. I understand, like, if you're going to say the materials and all that are more expensive, but is the vinyl that you printed those things on, is that more expensive? Maybe. Okay. What are they re-releasing, Bruce? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toppers. Okay. Because everyone needs one of those. Everyone needs a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game to put these new toppers on. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. Okay. I got to say, on the one at the tournament I went to, I actually hit the side ramp three times. No. Three times in four different games? Yeah. I hit it twice, including as part of a like a three- or four-way combo. Did you hit the center ramp? <laughs> Shoot the center ramp. Oh, and it said that too. Shoot the center ramp. I, just, I could see it on the screen laughing at me. Shoot the center ramp. It's not a freaking center ramp. Well, I did have a weird situation on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where I'm at a point where it's like, how do, how do I light a mode? And it's like, hit the ramps. And right on the screen, it says, shoot right ramp to light whatever the hell it's called, episode. And I'm looking at the right ramp and it's not lit. I was like, okay, it's telling me to do that. So I shoot it, and still not lit. Okay, the left ramp was lit, so I hit that. Nope, still no episode lit. So I was confused. I don't know if the game was broken. And on Mandalorian, you know, same coder. <laughs> I'm sitting at the game, and I'm like, okay, how do I start a mission? So I look at the rule card, and it says, shoot ramps to light missions. The ramps are not lit. So I shot the right ramp. And then the right ramp and the left ramp both lit. And I hit the left ramp and then mission start lit. So I'm like, why is maybe he has like some weird logic that he copied over from Turtles for like It's good clean family fun. I don't know. What it's do you really got confusing. to lose? If you watch the six o'clock news, then you'll love nature's trail to hell. Nature's trail to hell in three D. Three D only one person will get that. Is it Ron? No. no. I have Damn. no idea what he's talking about. Okay. No, no. The new number two. Get that. The new number two. The new number two. Is that a new new word for shit? No. Oh. You would never call this person shit. But the new number two. You don't you know who the new number two is, Ron? I guess he doesn't. I, I do. It's part of the bit. We have a bit? I thought we just had I facts. didn't know we we're just being face factual. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, as as I was saying, if you don't like these expensive toppers, you can get a cheap one from Jersey Jack. Only like what a hundred something dollars. You can get a piece of plastic. It's yeah, great. that does nothing. I no, it says cool things on it and it lights up. It does nothing. It is weird that Jersey Jack does like the most expensive games with the most expensive toys, and their whole thing is how we're the super high end, deepest games possible. But they make We're like the best. But they make the the cheapest toppers. It's so weird. You think if anyone they would have like a, the Black Knight topper, but they'd have two heads or something. Like they would just take it to a new level. Yeah, they could have done like two skull heads from Guns Guns to Roses, you know, and just mounted up them up there. But yeah, they like and they turn to each other and laugh. Like I guess he won't hit the shot <laughs> or something. I don't know. And both of them are done by Axl Rose impersonators, but different ones. Axel Rose impersonators. Why? They got Mama. Mama's on there. Who's Mama? Okay, again, no one knows what you mean. Yes, I do. If you've watched this show, you know who Mama is. 
What show? That's very obscure. He's talking about Mama the fact. Mama from the Goonies. Yeah, Axl Rose looks like the mom from the Goonies that he mentioned in one, one line in an old show, and someone's supposed to remember that. Isn't the Goonies a movie? It is a movie. Yeah, it's a Not movie. A show. It's a movie, Zach. Yeah, I believe it or not. They actually I watched the Goonies show Well, wait, 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 wait. You watched the Goonies? Yeah, I did. There's no way wow. you would have liked that. There's no way you would like that. It was awful. Okay. Uh, cuz I'm thinking of like you would hate that movie. I was so confused. It's like this is like the dumbest most basic movie I've ever seen and then like everyone's like, "Oh, they should do a Goonies game. Deep Root's going to do no. a Goonies game." I'm like, "People like this movie?" I'm confused. And, th- and this is when Zach was 5. He thought it was too simple. No, I think I was like 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just they went into a cave and then they found something. It's actually like this. It's like two then a ship magically one. appeared. Mrs. Pin is not going to be happy with you. I'm sorry, Mrs. Pin. Please don't throw me out of the oh, house. Oh, hold on. Time out. This is, we're going to keep recording. Mrs. Pin, I like two boxes of cookies this time for Allentown because I don't want Ron getting mine. Yeah, Mrs. Pin, give Bruce's cookies to me and I'll give them to him. Don't no! Give them- yeah, yeah, that's give a good idea. Me. That's a good idea. I like that. Me, 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 Mrs. Pin. <laughs> I never got your first batch. No, you didn't. No, uh, I didn't. I just assumed so they were all for me. We I need mean, three batches: one for Bruce for this year, one for Bruce for last year, yes, and one for Ron to steal from Bruce. See, Bruce, I was trying to keep your weight down so you wouldn't later crush my rig, but you see, I failed. You failed. So guess what? I deserve the second batch of cookies now. No, you don't deserve. Through, you deserve no, it I had because to go you failed. The heartbreak of having no cookies last year. Or two years ago. Yeah, plus we, we went through withdrawal during COVID, too. So that's another exactly. year of cookies that we're missing. Yes. Yeah, so see, you've really ruined me, Ron. You just – I'm distraught. I want to make some cookies. Cookies. So let's talk about banning. Oh, God. This let's is – Hold on. Let's get 420 up, man. What? Oh, God. No one's going to know what you're talking about, but we'll have to explain. And this, this actually ties into a – segment I had planned to do for this episode, but this kind of speaks for itself. It's that I hear a lot of talk on these shows now, how this is this uptick, this period of pinball, like they can't, they literally they can't keep the games in stock. All these games are being made and, you know, pinball is, is on the rise and all this stuff. And I, I know I'm always the good cop here. Bruce is the guy who hates everything. Well, and actually we have Zach who hates everything. Yeah. So it, Zach, welcome to the club. I made the club. No, 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 no. I am the founder. I am also a client. <laughs> no, he owns the club. He's like Goldfinger. I own the club. Yes. But I don't see how you can say everything is so great when, and I was going to call this segment, I was going to call it the money men. Because what it is, is they're just, because pinball is so small, it's such a small hobby, there are just certain people there's money men that if they decide they don't want to do something anymore or something happens it just goes away you saw that replay effects i mean yes you had the replay foundation you had a whole board of directors whatever but in the end all came down to how much money kevin martin was comfortable with losing yes it got to a certain point where it's like yeah i don't want to take out another four hundred thousand dollar loan i want to pay the stuff off and move on and that's what happened so you had your biggest your biggest tournament in the universe, and it's gone. Poof. Poof. And I was going to bring up stories like, you have things like Allentown. Extremely successful show, right? Yep. It was very close to going away. 
Yes. Yeah, I don't know how many people realize that. For years, it was, I think, the Hine family. Yes, that's the their names. Yep. Yep. Yeah, husband and wife. They ran, it was the Pinball Wizards Convention for years and years. And one day they decided, we don't want to do this We're anymore. Done. We're done. Now, luckily, Ivan, the guy who runs it now, he was running a, he was running a fall show in Allentown. So he stepped up, like, I'll take it over. I'll take it over. And they literally just changed the name of it to Pinfest. Yep. But, I mean, it's the same dates, same location, et cetera. Same helpers. So it could have died right there. But it, it didn't in this case. But there are just very few people who control Texas. Texas is the, like the Vanderveens and the one other guy who I can't remember his name. I apologize. But if one day, say, they decide, like, yeah, we don't want to do this anymore. Is there a succession plan? Now, in Texas, they've actually had a different people run it over time. But a lot of these shows, it doesn't matter how successful it is. Allentown was a super successful show. It wasn't like they had a really bad show and they said, like, okay, we're done. Yep. I was trying to end it in a more positive note saying, you know, if there's a show you want to go to, a location, and you're thinking, like, ah, nah, maybe, I'll, maybe next year. I'll go next year. I, I just don't have time. You know, all the people I'm sure thought about going to Pinburg, but yeah, maybe next year. Do it now. Do it now. I mean, you just said, though, that they're already successful. Like, us doing it doesn't really, going to them or not, doesn't actually matter that much. Well, some shows it does. Some shows it does. For some shows. Like, if your show's I'm struggling, not saying but like... It, I'm not saying it as a support thing. I'm saying if you think stuff is going to be... saying don't miss out. Don't miss out, because I'm what Like me, who's potentially missed out on ever going to the 500 games in Banning. Yes, yes, which is obviously the next thing we talk about. That was one of the impetuses when I used to do all my walkthrough videos. Every new show I would go to, every new thing, I would do a full walkthrough video because in my head I'm thinking, you know, this could be the only year it happens. This could go away. You know, and over time, a good number of the ones I've done videos of, they've gone away. But it's kind of like my historical record of it. But I, wanted, I didn't want to miss out. And so if there's these certain shows that you want to see, certain locations you want to go to, don't hold off on it because there's no guarantee they're going to be around tomorrow. So we get to Banning. So the Museum of Pinball is in Banning, California. Yeah, man. Uh, oh God, he's... We'll get to the pot, Bruce. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Basically what happened, and this is what happened very fast. Well, background. They have like, 700 pinball machines there and a shitload of video games there and two large buildings that are connected. And they would have the arcade expo show once a year. And they would also have uh, where Indisc would take place, which is now what the open Well, still called Indisc, but it's, you know, it's one of your major tournaments. The last, I don't know, three, four years they've had Indisc there and it's worked out very well. Extremely popular, extremely popular. In April, this is how fast this has happened. In April, we saw first an article that John, Jonathan Weeks, the guy who owns everything, was going to attempt to buy this, this building in Palm Springs that used to be a, what is it? It was a newspaper printing place. Yes, newspaper plant. Yes, printing place. Like twice the size of the current place. Right across the street from the airport. Right across the street from location. the airport. Tons of parking. This was like going to be awesome we're all going yeah better pinball better me i was like oh there's probably a lot of zoning there's a lot of like local politics crap that probably has to happen before this could happen 
And the article actually said that. So I figured, you know, that's going to take a while. Well, it didn't. Next thing you know, a couple of months later, it's like, he's buying the building. And it's like, wow. And you're thinking like, it was pretty much assumed Indisc is going to be in this new building. You know, it's going to be incredible, this awesome thing. So you're going like, this great thing is even better. Then, was it a week ago? Week and a half? They basically announced that this is... The building, I don't, is the building actually purchased? They haven't said yet. They haven't said. Yeah, they, well, yeah, you're right. They haven't said. So when John looked at this, John always looked at this building, they figured there was a certain amount of renovation that had to take place. Industrial machinery would have to be removed. Yeah, and it would cost so much money and take so much time. And okay, so they lease out the current location. They don't sell the building. They lease out the two buildings to a entity, which we just found out what the entity is today. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and sometime, I don't know what the timing is, but they send their architect in there to look at this place. And he's like, yeah, this is going to take like 15 months and cost yeah. way more than you thought it was going to cost. It's going to take two or three months just to get the printing press out. Yeah. And they're like, what? What? So now they're coming back and saying that the Museum of Pinball needs to either – there are four options. One, find a major sponsor to assist with relocating to this new building. In other words, money. Two, find Two. an alternate location for the Museum of Pinball because they've already leased out the old location, which they have to be out of in like two months. Yeah, man. Three, a location to store the games until the dust settles and things change. Or four, sell the entire collection to a single entity who will maintain the Museum of Pinball. Wait, there's one more option. There's one more option. Well, what's, what's the one more option? None of the above. Well, the thing is, if you just look at this, you know, we don't have any information on what's going on in the background. But this just seems really dumb. Yeah. Like they leased it out before they knew. They put all their eggs in the basket of this building leased out their old building and like, oh, this ain't going to work. Oh, well, we're kind of screwed. And we just found out it's going to be a pot place. Uh, what, what's the correct term? A manufacturer of pot plants. Whatever. Cultivation of... Cultivation, yes. Yeah, yeah man. So you go from, it's going to look awesome to, uh, yeah, this is... We're this, ready to crash and burn almost. I mean, yeah. So... Within a year, your two largest publicly available collections in the U.S., even if it's not year-round, Replay FX and this place, gone. And it's just like now Indisc is scrambling to figure out where the hell they're going to have the tournament. Now, before, they had their tournaments, it would usually just be in like a conference room of a hotel, I think is where they were doing it. And I'm guessing that's probably where it's going to end up. I mean, the games that were used for the tournament were Jim Belsito's. Although I believe the classic games were the museums. Now, someone can correct me on that, but I, I thought the museum actually had those games. I think they did. So they're going to have to scramble now. So now you have a possibly, you have your biggest, your biggest major tournament, Pinburg's gone. Probably your second biggest one is now scrambling to find a location to have the tournament. Yeah, not good. It's not good. I'm not, I mean, there's probably no way I'm going to go now because, I mean, one of the, re the reasons I went is because, you know, Indisc is awesome and they have the room next door that has like, you know, 700 games in it. And 
if they're just going to have the tournament in some hotel somewhere with just the tournament games, I, I, I'm not, I, that's a long trip to go for that. And the crazy thing is the buildings they had, that was only part of the collection. That's the thing. Yeah. They actually have 2,200 games in their the Museum of Pinball. They have 780 pins and 1,420 vids. Do you know anything else other than what I've stated, Bruce? Mr. Inside no, Info? Uh, no? no, the only thing I'm, I'm confused about besides like the lack of planning. and like, It's almost like this is just an opinion. It seems like he almost wants to sell some pieces off because he keeps on bringing that point up right away. Like, well, we're going to sell some pieces. We're going to sell some pieces. And, you know. There was some false info originally that saying that he sold, the old building was sold. No. Which it, which it uh, wasn't. He, then he actually came up and on tilt forums and said the building was not sold. We own that building along with three other buildings on the property, which I had heard when I was there that John owned multiple buildings in that complex. What you should do is just put them in storage, wait it out. Maybe take two Well, that years. was the thing. And the article said the storage was too expensive because I guess they got storage units from China. They would cost like $3,500, but now they cost $12,000 and they take months to arrive. And they used to take yeah. weeks to arrive. Yeah, I mean, basically, storage for those games is most of the size of the building. There's ways to store them better, easier too. There I mean, would be. I was just speechless when I... It went from like this awesome thing to shit almost instantly. And it just didn't make any sense. Unless yeah. there's some kind of number crunch and he, he felt he had to lease the place out because they're losing money. I don't know. I have no clue. I have no idea what's going on in the background. And all basically on the reliance of one dude who has a lot of money. That's the thing. There is a board. There's a curator. There's a board. But, you know, again, someone can correct me, but I'm just from outside looking in, I see this as another replay effect situation where yes, there might be a board. There might be other people there, but the one guy controls it all. Yeah. And he uses they, when he talks about like, we own the buildings, but I, at least when I was there and talked to people there, they always spoke like he owned everything. Or like he was basically renting the building to the committee very cheaply or freely. Yeah. And who knows what Indisc was paying or if they what you know, to be there and now what they're going to have to pay in wherever location they're trying to, to find. It's a very fluid situation. Did you see how much they're charging for a day pass to the museum, which is open all year round? I thought it was only open on certain days. Uh, mostly. It, they said like 300, 320 days, I think they said. Oh, it's, I didn't know it was open that often now. Yeah, I, I read articles saying it wasn't open, and I've read articles saying, yeah, the one article said it was like, what, $120? $120 a day. A day. <laughs> now, if you go to the Rochester Co-op, Sure, you won't have 700 games, but you will only pay how much, Bruce? $20 a day. And where is this co-op if I would like to visit? 349 West Commercial Street in beautiful East Rochester, New York. There you go. Park in the back. Take the 349-3 entrance. Go up the stairs. Make a right. And keep going down the hallway to the end. Till you hear the pinball. Till you hear the pinball. And you walk past the rock place. That's all I have on that. So if there's any shows you're thinking to go to and think, oh, I'll wait till next year, I wouldn't. I would go while you can. It makes me curious how many other large shows are actually in the situation where basically it's reliant on one person having one a bunch person of money or, to support Yeah, them. or it could be just a couple people. 
are there any that aren't at all in this situation? Alternate models for how to run these things. Like yes, like do you have basically do you have a succession plan? I don't have a succession plan, but like if it's actually ten people's money equally put in, you know, like you can't even have that problem because ten people aren't going to always retire at once. Yeah, I mean, like, well, Bruce gets the Rochester show. Wasn't that Mr. Jones? Yes, it was mostly Mr. Jones, but he did have a lot of help from five or six people with games and other things like that. It's a lot easier to recover with it, but he was the driving force. He was, he was, he was the driving force, and when he didn't want to do it anymore, that was it. Yep, yep. done. Single point of failure. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my argument. Like A lot of these things, I think, are single point of failure, and don't tell me like everything's all hunky-dory in the super healthy hobby when you, you have a lot of single point of failures. You wouldn't see this like in the video game world or in other big shows. You're not going to have like one dude decides, like, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore, and the show ends. You have corporations doing this shit. Don't forget, COVID killed some of these shows. COVID really killed, did. but I mean, if you looked at ReplayFX's financials, it was oh, not no, su- it was not bleeding. sustainable without some kind of. I mean, they were hurting for money when they were still at Papa. People don't remember they changed the format. They went from the card format to the pump and dump to try to get more money. If you calculated the years they were doing the card format, they would give away like. Five-figure prize money. And if you did the math, it's like they weren't raising five figures. So that money was Ooh. coming from somewhere. And I know who it was coming from. No, oh, we all know who it was coming from. So there you go. But you think about it with this. Does Expo make money? I think Expo makes money. I definitely think they make money. But the thing is, if Rob Burke decides he doesn't want to do it. That's I mean, it. I, I've got to assume most shows where someone rents a location and people bring their own games are making money or hopefully not at least losing much money. Yeah. You, you can't tell me Expo makes money. There's no way Texas ain't making money. It's at the biggest show that the hotel even has, right? Yes. But again, even though they're making money, I'm not saying they're making tons of money or anything. Yeah, they're not yeah. You know, I don't think... Like, technically, the they're running yes. off of majority volunteer yes, labor. Yes, yes. Both and in terms of the games brought and also most of the people helping out, even at like Fantastic or something, they're volunteers. or like all the old ladies running the ticket booth at, at PinFest. I doubt yes. they're making... Yeah, I, th- well, I think they're family, aren't they? You would probably know yeah, that, Bruce. Family, yeah, yes. I thought yeah, they were family, family members of Ivan's. Yeah, family uh, members, yeah. yes. I think even with the manufacturers, I don't think the games make as much money as people think they make. I don't think they sell as many of them as people think they sell. When Guns N' Roses came out and, you know, Jay or Jersey Jack has the 5,000 limit on their LEs because they'll not know they'll never reach it. And people were saying like, oh, this they might get close to the 5,000 on this one. No, no. no. They're not yeah, even close, not even remotely close. Although weirdly, the website says that the standard edition is sold out. It's, always, it's been because they told it. They said it was discontinued. Yeah, because they sold so little of them. They said, "Why bother?" Yeah, yeah, they discontinued it. They the ones that chose to discontinue it. What else do I have on here? Um, oh, I was. I visited the pastime pinball facility in Vermont. We did this. We found this out way before you even told us. Yeah, because I learned that pinball is a very, very small, small knit group here. Because uh, I walk in, and well, first, uh, my birthday last year, I went to Rock Fantasy to try Turtles. Yeah! Yes, yes, Mr. Keeler. When I walk in, I see Mike from Albany. He's in my league. Just, he's there. Like, hi, Ron. Like, what the, like... So you decided to come here the same day as me. It's like, wow, it's a small pinball world. Well, 
I go to Pastime Pinball this past Friday. I walk through the door after they open. Who's standing there? Mike is standing there. He's like, Ron, what are you doing here? It's like, oh my God, it is a very small pinball world. Mm-hmm. Then a couple hours in, I have two members of the Rochester Pinball Co-op <laughs> walk in. Look at me, Ron. You know, it's a small pinball world. It's a small pinball world after, after all. all. It's a small <laughs> pinball world after all. It is. I like the place. It, I thought it was a little bigger, to be honest, from what the pictures. They, yeah, they, the they, pictures make it they look photographed it very well. I give them credit there. That's yes. so, someone could take a. They should give lessons on how to photograph. Is it still spacious? Uh, was it cramped? It yeah. wasn't. It was not cramped. It was no, not. No, the, the pictures. The main thing that struck me when I saw those pictures, like, wow, those games are arranged in very weird ways. Hmm. Yes. Kind of. Yeah, they're they're spaced around. Uh, they have to because of the. The, the way that's designed. Yeah, it's it's a weird shape building in general. The games were extremely clean. I'll say yes, that. Yes, they are. That struck me. Playing the Whitewater, I walk up to it. Damn, I can't see any dirt at all. Um, they, ha- they had super bands on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's terrible. It's, it's super terrible. bands on the flippers, but I guess they're easier for the operator, so. I mean, so are Titans, but so is regular rubber. Uh, well, not really. Superman should just kind of wipe off and they're done. At least that's what I was told. I just pull off and put another one on. That's really simple, too. Yeah, you pull off your rubbers all the time, Bruce. Yes, I do. And I turn them inside out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they had, it was mostly like your Williams classics. Ton of them. Oh, yeah. Almost every Williams classic. You have your, your No Fear. And they had an Oktoberfest for some reason. They did. Then I played the dialed in next to it and I felt way better. Uh, they had a whole EM row of wedge heads, uh, early solid states. Interesting, they did not have any Gottlieb electronic ones. No, because you can't keep them running. They suck. None of them. It's just like, oh, you know. Yeah, I know they had no classic sterns either, Bruce. No, they did not. Very piss poor. Upstairs, they have a few like EM style games. Shame they had um, a puck ski ball, which I had never seen before. Yes. You use a puck instead of the ball. Yep. And I'm thinking, like, yep. man, didn't they worry about, like, kids hitting each other with these things years ago? And a conveyor belt that brings it back to you. Yeah, but you don't see it, though. It's just like... I know, but that's the cool thing about it. Yeah, and it's very... I mean, you can... It's just like a regular ski ball, except with a puck. It's pretty cool. And a few shooter games. And they sell some food there. Like, the basic stuff, like popcorn. Uh, it was nice. It's uh, it's a short drive for me. It's under, like, a buck thirty. It's probably yeah, the closest place to me, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to check it out. When when I was there, one of the guys working there asked me if I wanted to run a league. <laughs> I'm like, I live an hour and a half away. But then in our in our Facebook page, our local Facebook page, Mike, I know the aforementioned Mike, he's there. He's like, uh, any interest in having a league at, at Pastime Pinball? And, and I'm thinking to myself, even if I was psycho, it would take me, like, I'm an hour 30, but... If I was leaving from work, because they wanted to do it on Thursday, I'm like two hours away. So when are you starting? Like, what time does the league start? How long does it go? And then I got to drive home and work Friday. There's just no way. Zach, will you tell me he's just nutty and just do it anyway? No. But it's only eight weeks, Ron. Come on. Exactly. What do you have? Do you have something better to do? Did they say what time? It's supposedly 
starts. I don't know. They have not said yet. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to, you, if you started any earlier than seven, I couldn't do it. And even at seven, I'd be hauling ass just to make it there and trying to get traffic. Is there really traffic in New Hampshire? Is there? It's not in New Hampshire. It's in Vermont. Oh, that's right. Yes. Vermont. Yeah. Is there really traffic in Vermont? Uh, no, but is there it? is, there is in my area until it gets past a certain point. I agree. Yeah. You're, you're, I got to say driving through Vermont was the worst traffic I've ever had. Not like in terms of volume, but in terms of slow aggressiveness people. and anger. Yeah, slow people. Okay. The speed limit's 45, and their people are doing 30 in front of you. It was either people doing 30 in front of me up a hill or people doing 70 up the hill. Yeah. And I'm sitting here doing a bit over speed limit, like, uh, there's no good answers. One more event I forgot about on the uh, same day as the District A2 tournament, August 7th, is the Rock Fantasy Summer Open. Yeah, and kudos to them actually having it during the summer because that's usually an ongoing joke. Usually the summer, the summer open is like in September, and then they'll have the winter open will be in the spring and things like that. Yep. I mean, let, let's not forget we mentioned it, but Pinfest last weekend of July. Oh yeah, Pinfest. Yes, yeah, so what? What last weekend in July? That is correct. They got boned. Yeah, they missed out by like two days on having a circuit event. Uh, although I guess there's no circuit events this year anyway. But, yeah, there isn't, but yeah. And they'll have a tournament of some type, presumably. Yep. And is that the first – it's not the first pinball show. Is it the biggest show so far post-COVID yeah. that has occurred? I would say so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then we have the Saratoga show. Yes. Second weekend of August. Yep, 14th. Not related to the previous Saratoga show. New person, new location. Since, again – Single person, uh, Adam, who was running the, the show for the previous few years and decided that he was tired of doing it. Yeah, and it's in a mall, which is where the last Rochester show was in, which that worries me. I'm hoping malls aren't where shows go to die. But it's going to be August 13th and 14th. Uh, I'm bringing a game. Zach's probably bringing multiple games. Probably, yeah. Please come and play Alien Star, because everyone loves Alien Star. Alien Star. You know what you're bringing yet? Nope. Whatever is easiest at hand at that time, I have no idea. I'm moving multiple games around between then and now. I'm picking up multiple games between then and now. Fixing games. Who knows? All right. Well, let's see. What else do I have in here? I had a question for you guys. And actually for our listeners. Since I've been watching a lot of pinball tournament streams, uh, especially a lot of them at District 82. So they're all from Wisconsin. So they all got that, you know, Wisconsin accent. A? No, A. They're not Canadian. It's like Canadian. Uh, It's like pseudo-Canadian. Pseudo-Canadian. It's been filtered across the border. It has been. They all say multi-ball. I always say multi-ball. Multi. Is it multi-ball or multi-ball? I mean, we should just go ask Steve because he came up with the term, I assume. Steve Ritchie, actually, yeah. But I was yeah. thinking about this, thinking of get, what do the games call them? You know, the actual pinball machines themselves. Tri-ball! How, how do they – no. You, uh, not that East. Well, well okay. Okay, Sega, Batman Forever. Multiball, multiball, multiball. It says multiball. So I was trying to think specifically, almost all the games I can think of call it multiball. But I was able to think of at least one game that calls it multi-ball. And that's Indy 500. You remember? Like when it's, Indiana, 
he's, he's from the Midwest uh, also, so that's the problem. Well, he has the one line, you know, that'll be a guaranteed multi-ball. He's got a southern accent, Bruce. I think he's oh. But, yeah. So, can you guys think of any other games that actually call it multi-ball? Dry ball. I, I wonder about Big Buck Hunter. Buck Hunter. Big Buck he Hunter, bro! Accent, like, yeah, he's got the southern accent. Uh, I can picture him saying, Duck multi-ball is lit. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, listeners, please email us at slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com for any games you could think of that actually call it multi-ball using the I, multi-ball. I can check that off. Scintillating, I know. But it's one of those things I noticed. What bothers Ron every day. Well, yeah, it does, because because that's not what the game like. Can you attack from Mars with all its great callouts? Multi-ball, you know. Total annihilation. Total annihilation. Total annihilation. Woo-hoo. It'll be wee he, I think. No, I'm I'm going tri ball. That's that's what you it stop be. at the tri ball. It's data east. It has nothing to do with anything. That's the way it should be though. Okay, whatever. Wow, that was a lot of subjects to go through. Holy cow, I'm winded. And we still have a ball bag to go through. Oh. Is it big? It's big, and I don't think we're getting to any. Uh, we're not getting to any trivia. Sorry. Although some people are probably some people are probably cheering right uh, now. Yes, they are. It's just like, oh god, yeah, not that trivia again. Do your happy dance, Ron. Do your happy dance. <laughs> All right. Ready. Ready, Freddy. Okay, we got. This is from Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Jeff says, hey there, thanks for the content. Oh, oh wait, before I start this, Bruce, we're, I'm reading from the ball bag. Okay, thanks. No, okay. Hey there, thanks for the content. <laughs> I have a few things to say that may or may not interest <laughs> you. It's all about the timing. Dimpling and clear coat issues. So much discussion on this topic. I have some education regarding protective coatings and linings. Something that I've heard no one talk about is the DFT. Do you know what that means, Bruce? DFT, uh, no. Dry film thickness of the clear coat. This is usually measured in mils, MILs. Stuff like chipping usually occurs when a protective coating is applied too thick. If I were to guess, the clear coat put on today is much thicker. It definitely is. This will create chipping and possibly the appearance of dimpling. I was thinking it was possible the damage was occurring because it has not had time to cure. I recently discovered that this is not the case. As a friend of mine recently bought a Stranger Things new in box. This game was in the box for over a year, and once it was played, it dimpled immediately. Rochester Pinball Collective. My wife and I are from Canada, eh? Hey? So he said, hey, that means that's that's how they talk. We'd love to make the trip to Rochester to play at the Strong, the Playhouse, and the Silverball Saloon. With hearing about the Pinball Collective happening, we are so happy to keep returning to Rochester. If we ever get out of lockdown here. Doubt it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's the truth. They no keep Canadians on. allowed. We love Canadians. Yay. Thanks. Your podcast hey. has provided me with lots of enjoyment during a time where enjoyment is needed. Thank you. Well, then you may, you may want to skip my whole section about the, <laughs> the shows and stuff. Uh, well, while it's positive, I was saying, make sure you go out to as many shows because they might not be around. Jeff, you Jordan's- see how negative Ron is, guys? And you see how positive I have been lately? Exactly. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Move that to the archive folder. Archive. Oh, archived. Ocho. It's the Ocho folder. The Ocho? ESPN Ocho? 
You got it, baby. Wasn't pinball going to be on that at some point? What happened with that? Yeah, that just failed. No, like, we were too boring. Uh, yeah, well, we that yeah, that was pulled. Like they filmed a segment, but then they didn't. They actually they didn't worked. I think Stern said, "Don't use it." Okay, this is from Greg. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. The subject moments in pinball. I think he takes issues with some of my stuff here. Hi, fellas. Enjoyed your chat with Zach last episode. Not this Zach, but another Zach. You talked wow. about moments in pinball versus just building a score and said there were no moments in solid state machines. Not entirely true. For example, knocked outing all the targets on Sinbad, except for that elusive 2X target. That's all that stands between you having a lousy ball and a monster 5X bonus collect target, reset, and go again. This is some of the greatest tension and payoff in pinball. And boy, does everyone standing around have a good laugh at you missing that 2X target over and over. Going back in time to the late 70s and early 80s, there were no greater moments in pinball than seeing those red specials light up the promise of free games. That horseshoe on Space Invaders with unlimited specials was a massive payday if you were willing to take the risk. 8-Ball Deluxe had specials on the left orbit, the in-lane drops, and the target bank. The aforementioned Sinbad, the four red targets down, would light specs, as we call them in Australia, for a free game. Specs? Specs. You got a specs there, mate. <laughs> this was a big deal when you're 12 years old and only get 40 cents pocket money per week, the equivalent of two quarters in the U.S. Wow. I feel sorry for those who came to pinball in the 90s or later. Seeing those red specks light up, racking three, four, or five credits in a single game was incredibly exciting times. I try and replicate some of that excitement when I run tournaments by having a trophy for the most number of specials collected. So I must disagree. My biggest moments in pinball have been on solid states. And of course, Lyman's amazing horde wizard mode on The Walking Dead. Keep up the good work. And don't listen to Zach, the other Zach. You are not one of the best pinball podcasts you are the best by order of magnitude. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Woo-hoo. Now, I haven't listened to the previous episode, but I'm going to assume that Greg was right, first of all, because he sounds right. But also, I feel like I should point out that, like, I feel like especially like Steve Ritchie and Williams began adding the modern concept of the pinball moment back in the early solid state days. You know, like firepower, you know, like starting multi-ball and doing all that light show and stuff. They invented the flasher, the light show and everything. Yep. Those are some big pinball moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how I forgot firepower. Yeah, Williams Fire definitely power. had it going on when it came to the moments compared to the other companies. I, I feel like they invented it and they were the only people who understood the moment in that form. Yeah, most of the other games, like, multiball just starts. Like, there's no fanfare, there's nothing. And firepower, the entire game stops. We make the digits dance around, we do a light show, we do a freaking countdown. So you're like, holy shit, something cool is going to happen. And Black Knight like, turning off the play field and like lighting up the sword, you know, and it doesn't even have to be multiball. Just look at blackout. 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 Like, holy shit, I broke the game. Blackout. <laughs> uh John Cosson. Oh, Doctor. The Doctor. The is Doctor, in. Dr. John. Uh he fitted several 3D printed shims to put under the flipper base plate mech on his Rick and Morty. So now the flipper doesn't stick up way too far. So that's that's the other thing he he did this because I think he was waiting for the um, bushings, which I got this week. So what happened though? They used the Williams bushings and now they're too big. Do their playfields get thinner? I'm so confused with that. Yeah, I'm so confused. Too. I don't understand. They're using the Williams base plates and the Williams flipper bushings, and they worked on all their other games. All of a sudden, Rick and Morty, it's too tall. 
So your playfield's got to be thinner, right? It has to be. Or they aren't actually using the base plate. Mm-hmm. Maybe they made well, them. <laughs> it looked we, the same to me. It looked the same. Like when I was exactly under Bruce's Rick and Morty, but yep, they look exactly the same. Uh, last one here from from Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Glenn. This was a question. So mm. get your thinking caps on. Quick question, fellas. Should a five ball game of Joker poker start with aces and end with tens? More points yes. generally on tens since you can get the 5x bonus on one shot and could make comebacks at the end. I have found it's really hard to make a comeback in tournaments if you are down 100k on ball five. I can agree with that. Zach? I mean... I can agree with it, truly. Gameplay-wise, I agree with it. Thematically, it doesn't make any sense. No, I agree with that, too. They would have had to rearrange all the targets uh, so that you know, there was one ace target in the corner and four, four tens up top. But like gameplay wise, does have a point of like you tend to get the big bonus early on, and then, yes, and then you're way ahead. You can't. There's no way to catch now, I up. I would have rather it was like two x bonus on ball one, and then three x bonus on ball two, counting up. Yeah. You know, so the five targets for aces gives you five x multiplier versus the lower multiplier, the earlier numbers. Okay, I'll agree with Zach because he's always right. Okay, that's all I got on my list. I have one more thing I just sent you. One more thing you just sent me. On the chat. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Oh no. Me and disgusting, me but... and Zach are millionaires almost now. Oh god, yeah, I saw this. Would you or would you not buy this, boys? And this girls? is on Pinside from um user cool WHS. Hmm. This price is not cool. <laughs> that's good for me and Zach. Pinstar Gamatron. I bought this a few years ago as a project and I haven't gotten around to it. So it's got a strikes and spares cabinet and it's basically the Gamatron kit. Missing parts. Missing parts. It's a project. How much would you pay for that, Bruce? Me? The way he looks at right now, 250 bucks max. Uh, you're going to have a problem because he's asking for $9,000. And it doesn't work. It's all in pieces. So I, I'm good, man. Zach, we we could sell ours for 15k each. Yeah, man. Somebody's like, I'll sell mine for eight nine nine nine, fully working. Yeah. But I can't because Bruce owns half of it. So of course, so one of the posts, one of the replies is from the uh, the guy running the aforementioned Saratoga show, and he mentioned Zach in there. Yes, he does. Zach and some others have brought them recently, and I'm fairly sure in no way in hell they pay nine k. You. He's right. That's true. Yeah, that is nutty. There's no way Missing a backlash for $9,000. Well, he's saying that it's the first Gamatron ever listed on Pinside. So, and he's going and he's going by what Viper, Iron Maiden, and Dragon Fist or 5,000 plus game. Which is fair reasoning, I got to say. Like, even Rare Stern, you know. Fair reasoning if they were all as complete as those Vipers and everything else were. No, but working. some of those Dragon Fist were $5,000 projects, right? Uh, no, they were 3600 of course, there was a Sonic Gamatron. Looks like it sold for thirty eight hundred, which has a much cooler back glass. Wow, that back glass is so that much is beautiful. Oh, that is a killer back glass. Yeah, the, the Sonic that I almost got, I think I would have had it for around two if I'd been willing to pay it, and I passed on it regretfully. Probably should have done that, but yeah. it was a project too, but pretty much complete. Okay, so we would not buy that particular. No. Okay. It would just be $250, $300 tops. Because you don't know the back class. The back class are not find, easy to find. 
if at all. No, dis- there's no displays in this thing. There's no CPU, which you have to jump into all the fun stuff with. No driver board. No, I don't even see a transformer in this thing. There's no transformer either. No Optimus Prime. No Megatron. No Megatron. That's pretty sad when there's nothing in this fucking game and he wants nine thousand dollars. Wouldn't that be funny if you owned a stern transformer transformers and it didn't work because it was missing the transformer? Like an oxymoron. <laughs> that sounded better to me at the time. Okay. It did, but it was bad. Oh. We should do a uh, giveaway for just the transformer from a stern transformers. There you go. All right. Anything else, guys? This has been a packed episode. This will be a shitty edit. It will be a shitty edit. I'm always happy. Me too. I'm great. You've been so negative lately, Ron. I just, you know, I'm getting a little frustrated I know. Here. I promise I will be back to my normal positive. All games are great. All games have good things about them except Thunderbirds. I'll be, I'll be a usual positive self next, next episode. Good. So this has been episode 169 of the Slam Till Podcast. You can reach us. <laughs> 169 you can we really should have done something more special for that uh well guess what i have something to say okay i got something to say guess what guess what's coming up next month ron uh july 4th five years i thought our anniversary was in june is it june or july i thought it was oh let me look it up right now let me go to the www.slamtiltpodcast. That's where you should go for all things Slam Tilt Podcast. Has all our links in the upper right-hand corner. Again, our email address is slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com. I'm going there right now. Hey, look. There's all these links in the upper right. Look, even a link to our email. It's incredible. Look, I can scroll through every single episode we've ever done. And it'll tell me the, the actual date it was released. Hello World was released July 14th, 2016. So who was right again? Whatever. <laughs> You're so great, Bruce. I bow down. I am. I know. I know. You just got So are you guys going to record your next episode on July 14th, We should. And second is if anyone wants to record a, like an intro or saying okay. hi to us or, you know, that kind of stuff, send it to slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. And Ron will be happy to edit it in. Yeah, I, I'll be happy to edit it in. So, yeah, it'll be our, our uh, I'm not going to say fifth anniversary because that's wrong. It'll be our fifth, five years. Five and, years and, and if I get it podcast. out. It'll be your fourth anniversary. Yeah, if I get it out fast enough, I can actually get it out on July 14th. Assuming we record nice. on the 11th, our usual date. Yep, yep. That would be pretty cool, yeah. Five they, years with this uh, this wonderful person. How did you hear that guy? See, uh, negative again. Nice on you too, Ron. Mm-hmm. See this negative negativity I deal with, Zach? It's really, really upsetting. Uh, he's going to cry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to eat a half gallon of ice cream now, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, ELO is incredible, Bruce. They're the greatest ever. No, I got – guess what? I got good ice cream in the, in the – you'd like it. Bittersweet Symphony. Wait, there's not even a pun. It's just the name of the song? No, no. That's the ice cream I'm going to be eating. Yeah, but that's a song. Is it a sweet symphony? No, 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 no. But it's a uh, it's coffee ice cream with dark chocolate streaks in it. Yeah, but then they got the ice cream company got sued by the Rolling Stones and they have to give all the profits to them every time you buy. Cool. I'll, I'll still eat it. Uh, so this has been the Slam Till Podcast. Thanks everybody. Um, oh, hi Robert Byers of Top Rope. Uh, hi Steve. 
Hi, I see Fumble Bonus. Um, hi, hi Zach. Zach. Oh, there you are. Hi, okay. shit. <laughs> All right. Hi, other Zach, whoever you are. Pinball Princess, uh, Jeff and Marty. I, I, I'm still waiting to be on some of these other podcasts. You know, we, we were gracious enough to get on, you know, the final round. That was very nice of the boys to put us on that. But, you know, we've had some other people on our podcast, and they need to reciprocate us. Yeah, where's my <laughs> invite to the podcast? Bruce keeps going and cheating on us, but well, I'm still here. I'm the second I'm the second or third best guest they ever had on the one show. So. Oh, yeah, and I, I need more podcasts. So, uh, Raymond Davidson, where is my do or die? Do or die. For You, you were in a bunch of tournaments, and I, I'm waiting for the summary. Fail. What's going on? Fail. All right. Yeah, do or die, the best podcast that's not Slam Tilt. Uh, sure. It's it's definitely the best tournament because you can hear what the best – well, the former number one player in the world. Yes. The new number one player is Eric Stone. So congratulations, Eric Stone. Congratulations, Eric Stone. They should do a podcast together. One and two? Call it one and two? Yeah. A number one and a number two? <laughs> and then when they're when they're playing, like on the second level, it's like an upper decker. <sighs> okay. Uh, Bruce, do you have a name? Before I, I say it. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Ed Owens. Sound test. Hello. Hello. Hello.